0: The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in three, two, one. Hello,
1: everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dental Brief. Today we're coming from my home office. A um, little under the weather today, but very excited for today's uh, guest. Uh, David Weiner, say hello to everyone.
0: Hey, everybody. Glad to be here. Yeah. Thanks, I'm,
1: I'm glad you're here. I know you're the cash flow guru. Cash flow is so important. Um, you know, I, I could talk about this forever because I hear so many people talk about selling their businesses and, and what have you. And I just go, where's the cash flow going? You know, where are you going to get your money from? How long is it till that cash is gone and, and you need to do something else? So really excited for today's episode. Um, David, tell me, how did a cash flow expert like you start working with
0: dentists? Well, actually, I started working with dentists before I was focusing on cash flow. I ran a fairly large medical practice for nine years during the 80s, and in 89, decided to leave the practice and become a consultant, kind of frying pan into the fire thing. And in the meantime, I had met a, a number of dentists, loved working with dentists, and so started getting calls from them and started my dental consulting business. Um Back, well, gee, it's close to 20 years ago now, 15 years ago, uh, I heard from a lot of my clients that I was doing consulting with that, you know, they'd say, man, I'm working as hard as I can work. I'm seeing as many patients as I can see in a day. I'm just not making any money anymore. What do I do? So when I started to kind of dig into that a little bit, I realized that their problem wasn't revenue. They were making lots of money. They just didn't have any. And so the problem was cash flow. And so I've focused kind of my consulting as well as my business around the cash flow in the practice, helping them improve the cash flow. And that's where we are today.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a brilliant um, area of expertise to be in because it is such a need. You can see two different practices. You actually see hundreds of practices doing the same amount of work, seeing the same amount of patients with a similar revenue and one is highly profitable, and one is barely uh, staying afloat. Um, on your website, you know, you, it's cashflowstrategies.us for our listeners, but you list some services, increase revenue, lower expenses, reduce tax, taxes, um, mitigate risk, ensure compliance. That's a lot to dive into, and we don't have time to dive into all of that today. Um, but so, so tell me, Um, What is the number one thing that right now, the number one problem that you see dentists that are having that is keeping them from being extremely profitable?
0: By far, the the biggest problem that dentists are having these days is collecting from patients. Mm. It's terrible. And it's worse than it ever was before. One in every three people in the United States is in collections. Wow. (laughs) That's a horrible statistic. Mm. And unfortunately... It starts with their financial policy. I, I have seen so many practices that either are using a very outdated financial policy with their patients or they don't have one at all. Hmm. And so uh, I help them create a bulletproof patient financial policy as bulletproof as you can. But that's legal. <laughs> a lot of them have stuff in there that's just not legal these days, that's compliant And that's effective we start there and then i can show them ways to in lots of ways to improve their patient collections uh even their insurance collections uh that's where it all starts and then we talk about the stuff like compliance and and all of that stuff um after that
1: what are what are some and and this is a good spot i think for um our audience if they're listening in the car to maybe mark the time and, and maybe when they get into their office, pull out the financial policy, if they have one. If they don't have one, definitely pause and start taking some notes. Um, but if they have that financial policy in front of them, what are some red flags that they should be looking for right away? So what are some things when you look at it, the first, when you skim through that, that you go, oh, this is bad, this is it's, bad,
0: this is bad. It's not usually the things that are in there. It's the things that aren't they're in not. there. Yeah, uh, They're not covering all of their bases in it. One thing that they put in there that is absolutely not legal these days is uh, something to the effect of the patient agrees or the guarantor agrees to bear the cost of collections in case this account has to go to a collection agency. Mm. And then they turn around when they use a collection agency who charges them a percentage, which in most cases, isn't a good idea. They're adding that percentage on. There are unscrupulous collection agencies in the U.S. that will tell you that you can get collections for free by adding their fee on top of your uh, bill when you turn it over to them. That is absolutely not legal. In fact, I know of a large medical practice within a couple of hours of my house who was fined $87 million by the United States government and charged under racketeering laws for doing just that. Wow. You can't do it.
1: Right. And, you know, that's a, that I have to imagine, and maybe I'm wrong. I know where you're located. I know in the South, some things kind of get a little crazy as far as uh, abuse on systems in the medical industry is concerned. <clears throat> but I have to imagine it probably was just not knowing. It probably wasn't a practice that was intentionally trying to
0: break some rules. It was intentionally racketeering. There's probably some accident involved there, you think? No. I was speaking at a large medical conference, and I just happened to mention that in, in one of my talks. And a practice administrator shot up out of her chair in the middle of the talk and said, wait a minute, you're telling me I can't add their percentage on my collection agency told me I had to. And I had to contact my software company to have them create a report that added their 35% on top so that I knew how much to turn over.
1: Wow.
0: That was the last day that she was a client of that collection agency. I helped her get something much better for, for them. And I, I've written, I don't know how many financial policies for, for dental practices to make sure that they're compliant and effective and all of those kinds of things. Sure. The other thing that I see in the financial policy is they don't put a time limit on working with insurance, mm. and so some dental practices will play around with an insurance claim for eight, ten months. By that time, you'll never collect the patient balance. It's it, you right, know. and so you can do it. I've had people tell me in in speaking engagements that I can't do that. I'm under contract with my insurance company. Yes, you can, um, and and I can show you how to do it. In fact. I'll make I'll make an offer for all of your listeners, Patrick. If they want to send me their patient financial policy, I will make notes on it, tell them tell them where it's good and bad, and I'll send it back to them no charge.
1: That's awesome. That's a terrific offer. We'll make sure to to broadcast that and publicize that everywhere because that's fantastic. Because it is it is something that's relatively simple. Um, it's an easy fix. Um, you just need a little bit of help and and guidance with that. Um, What about going over this financial policy? I kind of feel like when I go in, when I've had to fill out forms myself, that I feel like they're just cramming so much information. They don't expect me to read it. Do you think this is something that you should go over with the patient, that they should really have a firm understanding of the expectation on, or is it something that you want to kind of slide past them, if you will?
0: No. You know, I wish people would read it because then they would know what they were signing, Most of them don't. um, but Most practices also don't have the time to review the financial policy with every person. So, you know, you got to say, hey, take this, read this and sign it, please. You know, um, if you got the time, that's fine. You can go over the fine points of it with with someone. But it will protect you later when you need to try and, and get them to pay their bill when they don't want to.
1: Yeah, makes sense to me. So financial policy, item number one. Item number two, what's that look like, David?
0: Um, Compliance as far as HIPAA, most practices don't understand HIPAA. Um, They will pay. They don't understand that they have to have a HIPAA risk assessment every 12 months. Hmm. And they will pay ridiculous amounts of money to have that done where you can get it for free. You can get the risk assessment done for free. And you can get all of your HIPAA stuff taken care of. They they'll name a HIPAA compliance officer for the practice who really doesn't know any more, more about HIPAA than most anybody else. Right. Uh, They don't have the tools to work with. They don't have the time to create the manuals and all of those kinds of things. There are some simple, easy ways to fix that and have that completely taken care of. I had a practice who was afraid to go to the door to the lobby the waiting room and announce the patient's name to call them back because they thought that was a HIPAA violation, right? No, so a...
1: it's yeah, and and it is, and I'll tell you, I have a good amount of experience um, working in the legal industry with uh, HIPAA, um, which is some fun uh, times for sure. But on that compliance check, you mentioned free compliance check, annual compliance check. How do you get that?
0: The the. Uh... The HIPAA HIPAA compliance check—you can get that done from any any company that provides HIPAA compliance. The problem is, a lot of them will charge up to a thousand dollars to do the the risk assessment. Right. You, you just need to know where to go. Yeah. <laughs> and I can point so, the right direction. Yeah.
1: So you, if you want to figure out how to get that done for a much lower cost or even free, uh, give David a call. Absolutely. I will tell you the biggest type of violations, the ones that I see that I could see massive penalties being assessed for, is online. As online, in online Facebook groups, where they're not as you are allowed to post a photo of a patient to get peer-reviewed advice on that patient, right? So, what do you think about this diagnosis? That is okay if you post a photo of someone who has. Um, an incredible amount of uh, cavities, right? They have a lot of decay and their mouth is a mess. And you point, uh, you post a picture of that and go, can you believe this patient only wanted whitening? You can't do that. Like that not you, you're picking on that patient for one thing. Yeah. You're not asking for advice. And that's the type of area. That's the type of area. If you are picking on a patient, um, which we see happen with, somewhat disturbing, I think um, that's, you can be fine for that. Right.
0: The other thing that I see all the time is patient comes into the waiting room, walks up to the desk, they, they're checking in for an appointment and the person behind the desk says, by the way, you have a balance of X number of dollars. How will you be taking care of that today? HIPAA right. violation. You cannot say that where other people can hear that because the balance is protected health information.
1: Right. So yeah.
0: You just can't do it.
1: Yeah. Item number three. We got two big ones done.
0: Um, probably one area that, that I have seen that they're, they're doing wrong is they are way overspending for the things that they do for the things that they buy. And so I've been able to help a lot of them into buying groups, consolidate some of the things that they've done, you know, just depends on the individual practice, but I, I try and, you know, fit them in where it where it works the best for them so they're they're not collecting enough money they're collecting it wrong they're spending too much money and they're not compliant so <laughs> yeah. so
1: uh David let me uh ask you this kind of this last question if somebody's looking for help improving their cash flow and they're looking for an expert such as you what are some things that they should look for how should they go about their their vetting process of, of finding someone to team up with and work with
0: don't look for somebody who's just trying to sell you a product because there's thousands of people out there who are trying to sell products, you know, to, to dental practices, look for somebody who's willing to actually work with you, learn about your practice and then tailor fit a plan for you that you can accept or reject. Um, somebody who's been in the dental industry for a long time, who knows their way around, who knows the proper people to talk to, you know, those kinds of things. Sure. Um, I love working with dentists. They're, they're the, the practice that I ran was a, a medical practice. Dentists are much easier to work with. <laughs> they're yeah. like real people. So <laughs> yeah. I love working with dentists and, and I actually have a relationship with the American Association of Oral and Maxillofacial Surgeons nationwide. Um, and, and serve a lot of their practices. I speak every year at their annual conference and and uh, looking forward to going to San Diego this year. It's going to be nice. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome.
1: David, so glad to have you here. on One more time, cashflowstrategies.us. That's the website. Right. Offer, great offer. Send them your financial policy. You can find the contact form of the website. Um, he'll, he'll do a free check on that, get it back to you. That's a terrific offer, something that you're crazy enough to take advantage of. Um, David Weiner, so glad to have you here. Thank you so much.
0: My pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks, Patrick. Hope you're feeling better. Thank you.